Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Chelsea Hurst is going to join us later this hour to talk about the book written with her husband, Marriage Minded. But Dawn is here. She's not visiting. She's actually no, here. No, I'm here. I was just telling a friend this morning. I yes. feel so much more like back to normal after the time in the play that we just did but i have to tell you this funny thing i was at my exercise class yesterday and one of my friends who i actually go to church with too but we don't see each other very often she said where you been i've missed you being here in class and i said oh hannah and i have been in a play and she said i said hence the blue hair and she said oh well when i saw you yesterday i just thought that's dawn (laughs) <laughs> she didn't think anything about it. Yep. She just thought, oh, well, she just decided to do something different and she picked blue. And I'm like, that is hilarious. I think I thank you for that. <laughs> Not sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm just I feel like I'm kind of back into the groove. And that particular, I don't know, memorization and all that has laid to rest. Although I miss the people in the play. Do you? Yeah. I do. Well, they're a pretty significant uh, part of your time in your life for, what, six-ish weeks? Yeah, six, seven, somewhere yeah. around in there. And you get to see them like three times a week and then for a while, you kind of every day. And then all of a sudden, Vemus, they're gone. And all you have is a group me chat. <laughs> Which I'm still glad we have that. But yeah. yeah. It's, who, it's, I'm here. Who do you think? Are you going to be the last one to leave that chat? I've asked them to never let it go. <laughs> I said that last week. Yeah, I said please don't ever let this go because then I'll I'll just you know not get to stay in contact. And the the director said, well, as far as I'm concerned, it's there. And nice. I said if you start another group chat with just a few, because this is not a very big group anyway, put me in it. <laughs> My FOMO is strong here. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I can <laughs> definitely see that happening. Uh, speaking of, of FOMO, yes, there are uh, people in the hotel and resort industry who are wondering what can we do to attract people here, and they're trying to create maybe a sense of FOMO, yeah, for the consumer because I think so many. With um, Airbnb and VRBO and all these things are not necessarily booking hotel rooms like they once did. True. And say, what could we do to be unique to get people to come and stay at our hotel? And uh, I got me thinking, and I'll share the story in a second, but this uh, got me thinking about what could a hotel or resort offer that you'd be like, oh, I got to stay there. Hmm. That is so cool. Hmm. I want to do that. I'm going to I'm going to book at that place. Okay. Because there's a resort and this is just one of uh, several who are trying to think a little outside the box. What could we do to attract a, a new and a different clientele? There's a resort in uh, the greater Nashville area that actually is doing falconry and a bunch of other things. And uh, the the people who said that stayed there, they said it was really kind of a cool experience. You know, you check in, you drop off your bags, whatever, you schedule the time, you go out and all of a sudden, there's this huge hawk flying at you. What? You make eye contact. <laughs> the hawk lands on your arm, Nuh-uh. on your gloved arm. <laughs> you learn a little bit about falconry and birds and the 6,000-year history of birds being used in hunting. And then they headed out for a hunt. Oh. And the the, the guests of the hotel, they are walking through the woods and the the surrounding area and hoping they stir up mice and squirrels and, and things and then watch the, the hawk swoop Feed down the and 
feed the falcon, right? Huh. They said it was such a cool thing. It's known as squirrel hawking as they walk through the woods. And they're like, this was one of the really coolest things they've done. And that's not the only thing they've done. This hotel um, has also begun to include archery and mountain biking, an aerial adventure course, hiking, and axe throwing. Interesting. Because for so long, so many resorts and hotels would offer things like fine dining, a spa, and a golf course. Okay. And that's not unique yeah. and cool anymore. No, I mean, that's that may be your thing. The and that's norm, great, I guess. But that's the norm. So the people are saying, well, we're not selling that out anymore. Mm hmm what else could we do? Interesting. I, I don't see. What's it called? Mouse? The, um, this thing, uh, it's uh, where, I'm I just, sorry. squirrel hawking. Squirrel hawking. Squirrel hawking. Yeah, no. I, um, but my fascination with subcultures is making my brain do some work here. What would I think, oh, if that hotel is doing that for a, a price that is affordable, then I would definitely want to try that. I don't yeah. know. I, I said... <laughs> Leave me alone and just bring me food. Because <laughs> when I take time You're an out, I just need resort to... girl. Is yeah, that what I, hear? I think yeah. that's probably. Oh, that's right. They already exist. Uh, well, maybe that's not a thing. <laughs> They're very expensive in the states. Yeah, they are. It's very, very expensive. Because I've tried to look to not necessarily travel, and yeah, it's not a doable thing. But I just know that when I do, usually depart the norm schedule. Usually. I just need that downtime, that unplug. Kathy, like what you said, oh, I like this idea. You said no TVs. I, I could be down with that. Listen and learn events. Okay, but I've got to have hands on. I can't just listen to a lecture. i got to have hands on. Board game breakouts, dance lessons. I, yes, I could support that. That sounds I cool. I think that would be very cool. I was thinking about subcultures like if the area had a zoo. Could you partner with the zoo and let people go in and be part of that world for, like, if you liked animals? Mm -hmm. I think it'd be very cool to feed the big cats, for in instance. <laughs> but think about, of course, I'm allergic to cats, so that would be miserable for me. But something like that, because I just think that's so fascinating. Why are you laughing? My wife and kids went to the zoo yesterday. Yes. And they got to be there during a feeding. Oh, cool. Of what? Uh, they were feeding the snakes. I and they knew were no feeding them the the mice and the rats. That's right up there with the falcons. Uh, mm -mm. And I so we met at church last night. Anyway, I sit down because they do like the little dinner beforehand at, mm -hmm. at the church, and um, we sit down and they they start talking about this, and then the the phone comes out with the pictures. And they're showing pictures of the snakes eating the mice no, and the you. rats mm -hmm. and the tail hanging out, and then mm -hmm. they start describing. And uh, my, my six-year-old little girl is like, oh, it was so gross. I had to bury my head right, in mom Anna. and not mm -hmm. look and whatever. And Andrew's like, it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen, watching the lump of the mouse work its way down the snake. And <laughs> you just got to see the difference between little boy and little girl. Oh, yes, Crack for sure. I want to know what Susie's take on that was. Um, you want to take a guess? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you're right. I think maybe she took the photo and turned around real quick. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this would be really cool. What would you go to if a hotel was offering a package that you would want to learn more about or just participate in that you don't already do? Like golf? Nah, that doesn't count. That's already been done. What other thing do you think would be super cool? 800-555-7898. Text or call in your idea. Moody Radio.
Dawn and Steve are on Instagram. Just search for at Dawn and Steve in the morning. At some point over the weekend, the big reveal of who will be on Moody Tunes on Monday will be there. Ooh, that's going to be good. Looking forward to that. We've got just a special edition, a Monday edition of Moody Tunes coming up during this hour. You're yep. not going to want to miss that. And uh, I'm so looking forward to meeting these people. Can I say that? <laughs> I think you can say that. It's not animals. (laughs) No, no. These folks, these people in person, we've had conversations with them, but we have never met them in person. And not only will they be telling what God is doing through their music, but also uh, they'll be playing that music live in studio. (laughs) We were talking about FOMO and hotels and what they're doing now trying to draw the consumer in. And love to hear your ideas about that. And while you're thinking, what would I do? I mean, a lot of people have bought, purchased golf packages and things through the years. But these hotels, to try to survive, are are going outside the box. Falcon stuff and axe throwing and the whole thing. And Kathy, you sent in several um, things. FOMO, fear of missing out. I remember the first time I heard that term was in church. Okay. In church, really? <laughs> in church. And one of the pastors got up and was talking about FOMO. And I'm like, I feel so out of the loop right now. I do not know what that means. I did look it up because I I wanted to know the context of what he was sharing. FOMO is real. It's mm-hmm. It's kind of, yeah, we never called it that back in the day, but we certainly felt it if you did not get invited out with friends or something. Um, and so I think the hotel industry is saying, yeah, we're feeling that we're missing out. So we're going to try to do these things. I am still working through in my mind what it would be that I want to participate in. I can tell you that when I was off a week ago, yeah. what, two weeks ago now, I, <laughs> I missed out on a lot of things like paying attention. So I was in Walmart. I don't like going to Walmart. Can I just say that? Why not? Can I say that? Are you on scared the air? you're going to be on the website? The people of Walmart. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what I'm afraid of. I just don't like going into that store. And I happened to run in there, and there was a reason I needed. It was kind of one of those things I needed products from, like you know, the beauty side or whatever. Like it has everything, and yeah. I needed groceries too. So I just thought, okay, I'm just going to run into Walmart. I'm going to bite the bullet and go in there. And I was in a hurry. And I'm I'm coming around the corner. I'm in the produce section, and I'm coming around the corner, and I'm looking over my shoulder, I think at apples or something, and I'm still moving at a good clip. And as I turn around, I see nothing but a lady and a cart, you know, and she stops, and I just T-bone her cart. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Full on. Just run right into her. And she said, I saw you coming, and I thought I better just stop. And because had she kept moving, I would have hit her. Okay. Yep. And not the cart. Yeah. And of course, I was mortified. I mean, the look on my face. I'm. I just. Started, <laughs> I can just imagine. Oh yeah. And she was precious. She was so kind. And she just said, "It's okay. It's okay." And I said, "No, I am really sorry." And she said, "It's you're. It's fine." And the way she said it was like, let it go, but in kindness. Yeah. I could tell she knew the Lord. And as she walked away, she patted my hand and she said, Lord bless you today. And I just said, oh, 
I'm so grateful. And she, like the way she handled it, she even had this like grace and laughter. And I said, I love your humor. Thank you for understanding. I'm just, yeah, I should pay attention. (laughs) And so I'm like reeling from that encounter and just chuckling and thanking the Lord for his grace that I ran into her and not somebody else who wanted to level me for not paying attention and, you know, ruining their day. So she was precious. I turn and I go and I check out and I'm walking out of the store and here comes the UPS man. Now I happen to know, now understand I'm in a ball cap and you know, uh, it's just not incognito, but if you don't know me well, you may not know me. So I see the UPS man coming and I'm thinking, Hey, I know him. He knows me when I used to work at the school, he delivered to the school. He's like, if I've been outside when he delivers to the house, I was at the UPS store the other day returning some things from Amazon and I hear this voice that says charge her double and I look up and it's the UPS guy from our neighborhood. Yeah. So I see him coming at me. <laughs> He's got a box. <laughs> I say, is that for me? Cuz I'm thinking he's going to recognize me from all these different locations. And he he's so nice and he goes, "No. <laughs> no, um it's for the hairstylist store." And I say, well, because I know things are about to be delivered from Amazon. And I go, well, I guess you'll be to my house later. And he kind of looks at me. And at that point, (laughs) I realize he doesn't know it's me. (laughs) And I'm like, what did I just say? And it takes me back to the pet store. Uh Like I'm just thinking, (laughs) I know, dude, that there are some deliveries coming my way. And I figure UPS baby drop. But he looks at me so funny that I'm like, oh, I did it again. So I go and I jump on Marco Polo and I start sending a Marco Polo to Tina, my friend in Michigan. And I get so tickled that I have done something really stupid. I said, I've got to stop talking to people. Like (laughs) I've just got to keep my mouth closed. And I go home and I tell Ben, I said, well, this today, I guess I just proposition the UPS minute. I did mean to. I just so did mean to. But I'm sure that's how it came out. And I was so embarrassed. So if I don't, if I see you in public and I don't speak to you, it's just because I'm trying to stay safe. Not put your foot in your mouth. There. Not not embarrass myself or have any more stories to tell on the radio. Well, I appreciate your stories, and uh, yeah, I could kind of see how that goes down, and just imagine the look on his face and then yours as you realize, oh, he took it that way. Whoopsie! <laughs> yeah. uh. So sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on YouTube today. Moody author, he's not a Moody author, my apologies for that, Buck Storm shares about his book, The Light. Join us on the journey to reach 200 subscribers in March. We've hit 120. Just search for at Dawn and Steve on YouTube to subscribe. All right, Briggs, you had to pick that one right there. We're shooting for uh, 200 here because our next guest has like 1.5 million exactly. subscribers <laughs> on YouTube. So, I mean, but, but what I figure is if she shares this, we're going to hit the 1.5 million. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey. We'll get one point. There you I go. I like it. Well, uh, Chelsea and her husband, Nick Hurst, uh, they have a huge social media following. They uh, are followers of Jesus, uh, involved in ministry, and they've written a book entitled Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know That You Found the Right One. And uh, Chelsea, thanks for joining us this morning. It's good to have you here. Thank you, Stephen Don. It really, really means a lot to me that you guys would let me just speak with you. And uh, I just love radio. So this is so fun.
Well, we're glad that you are joining us. And as I mentioned, you guys have uh, a huge social media following. You've been on there for a long time. People have watched yeah. your journey uh, from dating and engagement and marriage and now parents and, and all of that. Uh, but how does your faith influence what you decide you're going to put out on your social media feed? Oh, I love that question. Um, I actually have a really close friend. Her name is Stephanie, and she's also a content creator. And I just love our friendship because we really strive together to just like pray for one another and ask that very question of God, like, what do you want us to share today? Like, what's on your heart, Lord? And I just love being able to be open in that way of like, okay, God, I just want to share what you want to share with the world. Because after doing this for 12 years and doing everything that I wanted to, I realized it's just so much more fun and fulfilling whenever we just are open to what he wants to share. And um, I just really enjoy it a lot more whenever I just inquire of him and he always answers. So it's really, really sweet. Mm -hmm. And really, this topic is such a big one, it, whether you post on marriage every day or or just conversations amongst us to, you know, the body and iron sharpening iron. I'm so intrigued, though, because this book is called Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know If You Found the One. That is a yeah. huge and bold statement, Miss Chelsea. Tell us yeah. how the Lord brought this about for you, too. Yeah. So the reason we named the subtitle that way is because, um, you know, a lot of people ask, like, is there, in fact, the one? I mean, like, you know, like, what does that look like? And Nick and I, he wishes he could be here, but um, we were just asking ourselves a ton of questions before we got married and and wishing that we had a resource in our young age with people just maybe a few years ahead of us, just kind of hold our hands and and resonate in the struggles that we were struggling with. Like, how do we build trust for one another? You know, when we come from past a heartbreak of just really rocky relationships, um, you know, like what is God's place in our lives individually, but also together? Like, what does that look like? And we were just asking a ton of questions. We had marriage mentors, we had older couples, and those people were super essential in like building the wisdom in us. But we just also really wanted to create something that we wish we had when we were younger. So that is kind of how Marriage Minded came to be. And we realized we're young. We realized we're young in marriage, but that's also a unique perspective that we get to have to talk to other young married couples or people who are soon to be married. Well, we're going to uh, come back in a few minutes and kind of talk about some of those 10 things. But before we even get to that, I want to back up and just kind of ask, how did your upbringing, how did uh, your your relationship with God kind of impact or inform your view of what marriage is to be? Hmm. That's such a great question. I think I had a lot of mixed uh, views of marriage growing up because a lot of people would say that they're believers, but in their marriage, it, did, it wasn't reflecting. Um, and they're you know, my parents' marriage, I watched them walk through a really crazy, like hard time and get on the other side of it and have a wonderful redeeming moment since then. And so I look to them in a lot of ways of like, wow, this is what it looks like to walk hand in hand with Jesus together in marriage. And so I really, I think my parents have been such a huge example. Mm, that is beautiful when you have that example, because marriage is a testimony. It is yeah. a testimony to what the Lord has done and will do 
in our own lives. We're talking today mm-hmm. to Miss Chelsea Hurst. She and her husband, Nick, have written a book called Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know If You Found the One. It is connected to our Facebook page, and we'll continue that conversation. Right now, it is music from Cutlass and everything I need. If you're looking for us on Facebook, you're simply looking for at Dawn and Steve in the morning. Moody Radio. Head on over to Facebook at Dawn and Steve Mornings to find all the info about today's show and keep in touch with us. Send us a message there if you like. Certainly can at Dawn and Steve. As we talk with Chelsea Hurst, you're going to see the connection to she her book that she wrote with her husband, Nick, and it's called Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know If You Found the One. And Chelsea, just a little bit ago, you mentioned trust. That one's huge. You go into a relationship and you might not be used to either giving or receiving trust. How have you been counseled and what have you learned about building that within your relationship with Nick? Yeah, I'll start off just vulnerably and say that this was a little bit of an area that was hard for me because I come from a background where um, I just saw even different marriages, you know, walk through infidelity and just like not really know like, okay, is that in my future? But then trusting that God had a really good plan for me. And so I went through counseling and I realized that I was projecting a lot of my past hurt onto my relationship with Nick, my husband. And um My counselor helped me to reveal that it is possible to heal from those past moments and recognize that just because you've been hurt by somebody else in the past, the person that is presently with you probably will not do that to you. You might just self-sabotage the relationship if you don't work on building that trust. So in the book, we kind of explore like, what does that look like to build that within your relationship, but also heal from the past of like those hurts that could walk in, creep into your relationship if you're not careful or if you don't recognize it. So I think it's one of those really key components that people should focus on because it can change everything. You know, certainly one of the things that could be a part of helping to build that trust is having really good, effective communication with each other. And I hear so many couples talk about how communication is such a challenge. And obviously, if that's not going well, it's hard to build trust. And so as you guys, um, you know, entered into marriage uh, and communication with each other became even more than it is when, when you're dating, what did you have to learn about communication and how you did that well? Yeah, I think we attacked a lot of, um, you know, the the conflict that we have, we attacked each other rather than the issue. Um, and that was really difficult when we recognize like, wow, our behavior is, you know, not congruent with where we want to go together as a couple. Like we're on a team. We're not somebody that should just, you know, bicker back and forth with one another. You know, we're not really against one another. So why are we acting like it? Um, so conflict, when that comes in play in communication, I think we just had to learn to be really active listeners and to seek that the ground in which we want to understand each other is so much more important than trying to be right or to get our point across. Because at the end of the day, I care more about my relationship with my husband than I do about each little individual thing that comes up. So I just always encourage couples to just seek understanding together and to attack the issue, not each other. Um, And that's really changed everything. That is so fabulous. What a great way to to state that. Like we're on the same team. Why are we acting like we're not? That, That is so, so huge. Trust, communication, 
that two really, really important things. Enjoying life together. What what have you yeah. learned? And how long have you guys been married? Uh, four years. Okay, so. four years. So you're really you're on the journey, and you're still. You could argue it if you're going to be married. 40 years, you're still in the beginning stages, but you're learning these foundational truths and sharing them with others. And I so appreciate that. What have you learned about enjoying life together? Yeah. One thing that we've been talking about in our home recently is just individuality and the interests that we both have uniquely separate from one another and kind of fostering that in each other. So if I know that my husband loves a certain, you know, hobby, like, he is very interested in getting his pilot's license and us like, you know, flying planes together. That would be so cool. But I personally, I'm not interested in that. I will sit there and I will learn about how to be a co-pilot, but I'm not going to be flying that ship like he would, you know? So just like fostering those unique interests, um, that's really a big part of enjoying life together, in my opinion. And, you know, same with what I'm interested in, he does that for me too. I just love centering everything around friendships and people and just doing life together. And so he loves to bring along our friends into different activities that we do. And so it's just been really fun to continually each year learn more and more about each other because our interests are always changing and evolving. Well, we've uh, been talking with Chelsea Hurst this morning. She and her husband, Nick, have written the book, Marriage Minded, 10 Ways to Know If You've Found the One. And, you know, y- you may not be in that stage right now, but maybe your kids are, maybe your grandkids are, maybe you are thinking about getting remarried. Maybe you've, uh, you've lost a spouse for one reason or another. And you're thinking, Oh, is this the one? I encourage you to uh, connect with this book and we've got links at our Facebook page. You're going to find everything you need right there. Don and Steve in the morning on Facebook.